edge, take you to the edge with the wedge. Sour cream and switch any sauce. Sour cream and switch any sauce. Wedgy, 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 Sour cream and switch any sauce. I said wedgy. Sour cream and sweet jelly sauce. Where's that from? Where's that from? Sour cream and sweet jelly sauce. Mm. Hello, sour cream. Sweet jelly sauce. Hello. Sweet jelly sauce. Sweet jelly sauce. <laughs> How are we? Oh, look, I'll be honest. I, I am a bit uh, groggy today. Uh, folks, I've just had the old gallbladder out. Been Ooh. in hospital this week, so feeling a bit groggy. Well, I'm really sorry to hear that, but that was a great segue because today we're talking about grog or booze Boots. or alcohol oh. or what else getting do you call it? Down. The sauce. I'm getting on the sauce. Getting on the sauce now. I wish I was getting on the sauce, I'll tell you. On the lash? What about on the lash? They say that in the UK, don't they? Getting, I'm going to get, get on it. I'm going to get on it and get lashed. Yeah, I'll give you Madam Lash. That's what we're talking about today is uh, booze. It's a funny one, isn't it, booze? You know, it can bring the best and the worst and everything else in the middle out. It's uh, yes. something that can uh, make things happy or make things Terrible. Yes. And as my father used to say, uh, alcohol makes a great servant but a terrible master. And I think that's actually, yeah, I think it's quite true, isn't it? I mean, it serves such a great purpose. I mean, okay, first up, we know there's a dark side of alcohol and we will get to that. Uh, first, and yes, it's a drug. And yes, it's a drug. That's yeah, and it causes violence. And but we'll get to that later. But first of all, I want to say, I once went to a dry wedding, and it was oh, oh it was the longest, longest <laughs> day. I just couldn't believe. <laughs> I've never heard of dry wedding, darling. Yes, they were religious. Um, and look, maybe I made the mistake. So we went to the ceremony and then me and my friend who, she's quite a drinker too, we went, you know, sometimes in between the church and the reception, you might sneak for a drink, you might go to the pub because, you know, while, while the bride's getting all her photos taken. So that's what we we thought we'd do that. So we went and had a couple of drinks and then we arrived at the reception. No booze allowed at the reception. And I think it made it worse that we'd had a couple because then, well, there was nothing there. We weren't allowed to drink at the Were you aware? Did you know that there was it was a no booze wedding though? I don't think I was aware. Look, I no, thought. Gone. <laughs> yeah, well, good question. I thought just because you don't want to drink, you might still put it on for guests. Well, I guess. 
What religion were they? Um, pe- they were Pentecostal. What the fuck's that? <laughs> they're, they're quite fundamentalists, and I think they um speak in tongues. And even at the wedding, um, the at the wedding, the minister asked for somebody in the you know audience to be saved for them. And come on, isn't anyone willing to be saved for their wedding? And I just couldn't believe no one did get saved. <laughs> But um, it was, I don't know, I'm going off on a bit of a tangent now. I will just say one more thing about that wedding. So the minister was going on and on about how in these modern days women were loose. Actually, the way he said it was, um, you know, Mary was a virgin when she had Jesus and that women, these days women are like doors and women should be more like walls. What he so was, did you say doors or <laughs> He said women were like doors, but I think he meant oars. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a great <laughs> So we got a we got a slut shaming um sermon <laughs> and then we got a no booze reception. <laughs> No wonder you won't forget that wedding. I, I will never forget that wedding. And well, you won't, yeah, because you certainly were drunk to, yeah, <laughs> wow. And that day felt like a month. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. And what was the religion called? What was the religion? They're Pentecostal. So they're a bit like, I guess, Hillsong or those sort of new agey ones. But um, they talk in tongues, like they get filled with the spirit of God and they talk like gibberish kind of. Wow. Mm. That's, well, that, gee whiz, darling. I, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, gosh, like you said, slut shames and then, of course, no booze and then, of course, they want to sacrifice someone and no one is willing to do well, I didn't, I didn't mean that to be a religion bashing um, story because it really, I, I'm very tolerant now of other religions and like whatever. But um, I that day was torturous because you go to a wedding to celebrate and having a wine, having a champagne, having a, you know, nobody danced, nobody had, um, you know, you have a few drinks, you're relaxed, you want to party. Nobody was in that frame of mind at that wedding. I, it was no. everyone just sitting I mean, around. Everyone would be too scared to get on the booze in case they did bloody sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reception, well, maybe there, I don't know if the minister went to the reception. But, um, yes, all I'm saying is that wedding would have been a lot better with some booze. Yes. Now, let's be honest. Booze can certainly lighten the mood. It takes, for some reason, it takes that uh, the edge off people and they become a little bit happier. I, I actually like seeing some people getting on the booze because it just chills them the fuck out, doesn't it? <laughs> I, I think it's good to have a drink to celebrate. 
I also have had a, like, when you finish work for the week, when you have a drink to sort of celebrate the end of the week, there's nothing like that first sip, I think, because you really feel like you've earned it. Well, yes, yes. See, isn't that funny? I mean, it's funny at the moment because years ago I used to, I used to love drinking alcohol. I could probably have drunk alcohol on a daily basis when I was younger. And and that was with carrying three jobs and, 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 and then, of course, you have children. <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually, no, nothing has slowed down my drinking like having children. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I could go like for two or three weeks without a drink, as they say. Mm. Um, however, uh, the thing is with me now, when I have a drink, I I can't just have one drink. I don't just want like I I don't want to just have a drink. If I'm going to have a drink, I'm going to get I'm going out to have a good old good old night out. Um, yeah. There's one drink, you know, you, you feel the effects. Well, I do. I feel the effects straight away on one drink. And then I'm like, I want more. And then it's like, no, it's just the one half glass of champagne. So like, it's like, well, what's the point? I gotta go. Well, what's the point? I me. I can I can have one or two, which I think I used to not really like to do. I used to think like that too. What's the point? But if I'm gonna go out, like that's if I'm at home, I might have one or two. If I'm gonna go out, because it's so rare, <laughs> I probably will go for it too. If it's like, you know, once a year or whenever I do get to go out. I mean, I'm gutted, Esther, that we didn't get on the floor uh, <laughs> when we are in Canada, did we? I mean, we just didn't. <laughs> well, we had a few. Not like the old days. Sorry, I, I don't have the strength that I did back um, can I say motherhood, especially the early years, like it is getting a bit easier for me now, but in those early years, I felt hungover when I hadn't had a drink. Well, of course, for lack of sleep, darling. Breastfeeding, between breastfeeding, being up hourly through the night for months on end, you to add alcohol into that mix would have just killed me. <laughs> Fire Yes. Um, but back to booze, because I think, look, it is a bit of a rite of passage in Australia, isn't it? Everyone, when you know, can't wait to turn 18. Most people have had drinks and probably too much to drink before they've turned 18. It's a real celebration. Um, going out to pubs, going out to clubs, it's what young people do, isn't it? Yeah. And it is. And- it's, but it's, it's also, see, this is the thing, isn't it? This is this is the double-edged sword in the sense of, you know, at the end of the day, it's still a drug. It still can do some horrendous things. But because it's seen more on a social level by politicians, um, hence why marijuana is not legal because it is not seen as a social um, thing to do. And... You know, you don't go cheers with a joint. You go cheers with a drink. <laughs> um, and, of course, the money handling of it. So, of course, they can put in as much taxes as they want. It's, it's, a, it's a, a, um, a society drug that's sort of seen as okay. Yeah, and, it, look, it's been around forever. People have, you know, fermented things to drink for, for centuries and centuries and 
look, it does make life happier sometimes. I know that sounds terrible. And as you get older, though, I think you do, and especially when you've had kids, you find other ways to have fun that, you know, because you can't just be boozing it up all the time. But, um, so, like, there's obviously more to life than a drink. But, um, look, I can easily, I think this year I probably did a few months, not even always on purpose, but without a drink at all. And, I like, I think I can easily do you know, maybe eight weeks and I haven't had a drink. And I think, you know, back in the old days, I probably wouldn't have done that very often. No. Oh, God, no. I mean, I remember when I worked in Sydney, when we were all living together, I remember bloody working three jobs. I'd go out uh, every night of the week. I'd come home at like two, one thirty, two o'clock in the morning, easy, have like four or five hours sleep and be back up to work again and do it all again. Yeah. Could and- I do that now? <laughs> no. Well, Well, look, I gave it a good, uh, a red hot go drinking in Sydney too. But then I moved to London, if you recall, and boy, do they have a drinking culture. And I lived lived there when it was still the 11 o'clock pubs had to stop serving. Now, that was left over from the war. Apparently, they had to close pubs at 11 p.m., so that workers would be, um, you know, able to go into factories the next day. And so England had that law right up until I think it only changed in the last 10 years, hasn't it? It's not that. Oh, wow. Anyway, I, I anyway, there is such a pub culture in, in London. And when I started a job over there, I think the third day it was my birthday. Well, you know, I had a brand new boss. I had all these, you know, cool people. And they were like, come on, it's your birthday. Come to the pub. And you know when you're just starting a a job and you sort of think you're trying to show that you're dedicated, whatever. I um, went to the pub with my boss and he, he was quite a drinker. And we were there and it was suddenly four in the arvo and we were still in the pub next door to work. Well, um, his his boss was quite a drinker too. She was, I mean, she was my boss too. But she rang the pub and said, HR are looking for Jenny. <laughs> so, so I did have to nip back and sign some forms or something. But they said, no, no, it's your birthday. Go back to the pub. So it was the end of the day. Everyone came into the pub. So they would go for lunch and they'd go after work. Every day that happened. And I remember... Oh. Even on a Monday, you had to have a pretty good excuse not to go to the pub for a drink on a Monday night. Oh, Lord. <laughs> that was serious business. Well, look, there's not much else to do in England, is there? <laughs> well, the weather prevents. I remember if it, was, if it was pouring or snowing, you could run to the pub next door and you're in a nice, warm haven it was also, and I think it's it's a social thing, isn't it? You know, yes, the social aspect of drinking as well, isn't it? Oh, I loved it, and you know, everyone's your friend, and uh, I remember sitting at a table of about twenty people that I worked with, and everyone was smoking. You were allowed to smoke in pubs back then, and <coughs> we lived the life of Riley. <laughs> we did. I, I feel like my job, half of the time I was in the pub. 
definitely. I, I love I loved your uh, story. I don't know if you've told it on a podcast, but I do remember you telling me um, about the guy who you used to, uh, I don't know if it was in England or it was in Sydney somewhere, and you used to, he always used to be part of like, so, okay, there's eight people, my shout, and then shout, <laughs> shout, and then it came to his shout, and he'd be gone. <laughs> Yes, I think, I think I have told that. See, that's the other thing. Drinking comes with lots of customs, doesn't it? You do do it in rounds. You do take it in turns. You know, it's your shout. It's your shout. And then I love it when you get those people who do a round and they get everyone a shot as well. <laughs> I love them. Yeah, I, they're special. Yeah, and so I there is something I find it hard when someone's in that mood and they're in that celebratory mood and everyone's there and they just want everyone to get on it. I find that hard to say no to that. I do. Oh, <laughs> I've definitely thrown in a few shots in my time with a with a drink. I just think it's uh, it adds to it, but it's good because you know when it gets comes back to you, it's uh, great. It but is. yeah, it's um, yeah. Pull your weight, folks. If you're going to do uh, shots, make sure you have it and do like, you know, I'll have uh, one 2.5 um, mass of alcohol. No, what is it called? See, I'm still not 100. See, I'm still a bit groggy. Groggy <laughs> without the grog. Sarah um, Cream. I've got alcohol, that's what I'm trying to say. One of my favourite memories with you is doing pub crawls up the rocks in Sydney. How fun were those nights? Oh, let us, let us, Do we remember them? Yes, we do. Do we really? No, we do. <laughs> we did plenty of dancing. We'd go to the Irish pubs. We'd go to the Mercantile, the Orient. We had many. But you know, the funny thing is, Jen, I think even if you and I didn't have drinks, I think we'd, we've got those that personality where we can have a good time without having to have alcohol. I mean, alcohol for us is a booster. Right? Yeah. But I reckon you and I go out, we can have fun anyway, even if we're on lemon lime and second bitters. You know what I'm saying? We we Whereas would. <laughs> need a bottle of room just to get geared up. Yeah, no, I think we would have fun without booze too, but um, it certainly didn't hurt. <laughs> just the next morning. Although drinks weren't as expensive as they are now, so. Well, yeah, actually, let's talk about that because oh, this is, I guess, about the price. But before I left for London, that was the 90s, and I celebrated it turning over to 2000 in London. Actually, I've got a funny story about that New Year's Eve. But um, when I left Sydney, I think a beer was about $2, 2 or $3 a beer. And I know. when I got back, it had tripled because the Olympics had been on. You know? Ah. So, I, yeah, yeah. And um, I'll quickly tell a story. So when I moved to London, I lived in a share house and one of those fellows worked for a travel agent who had been a travel agent to the stars. And he, you know, he knew Sting and he had, even in the day, like his boss had been the travel agent for the Beatles and all the big sort of London pop people. So he was having a party, this guy who owned the travel agent, and he lived out in Kent, which was out of London. I'd only been 
I'd only been in London a few months and I was very excited. You know, I'm a big fan of Prince. So 1999 to 2000 was a really big deal and I was so excited. Well, we went to this party and there were not that many people there. And so it really just felt like all the people who lived in our house and this man. <laughs> so it was a bit of a surprise. Not, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining. It was still good. But he had fireworks and he set fireworks off in his backyard and it went sideways. <laughs> I remember oh my God. I remember Lennox. Hello, Lennox, if you ever listen to this podcast. He and I grabbed a, a garbage tin lid and we're protecting ourselves from fireworks. So that's how oh I that's how I brought in this millennium. <laughs> but I luckily I'd had a few drinks and my leg did catch fire, like it got a spark, but I was yeah. I was able to laugh it off thanks to um a few beers. <laughs> Yes. Oh my god! Well, hopefully, uh, you go out with a bag, but it's a different kind of bag this year. <laughs> yeah. That was twenty I years ago. That was twenty Great. years ago. It's twenty. We had well, actually, speaking of New Year's, our my two thousand uh, was brilliant. We had uh, went to this incredible party put on by a couple called Janet and Steve, and uh, they did like a big, huge alien spaceship that came down and oh my god it had fairy dust they went all out there was like five bands it was the most incredible party to this day that i've ever been to oh you did party like it was 1999 i did not sleep i did not sleep like for two days and i wasn't even on anything it was pure fun well, you know what? So, I mean, I'm so jealous of that because then the next year in London, the New Year's Eve, I was so excited. I was going to go see the fireworks. I was sick. I was crook as a dog in bed, couldn't move for all of New Year's Eve and all New Year's Day. <laughs> Not alcohol related, just sick. <laughs> so that's my two. I got hit by fireworks and then I was asleep in bed the next year. Oh, darling. Maybe the fireworks want to tell you something. Do not put Jenny near fireworks. I remember one year going for a New Year's Day, right? I'm not going to drink. I don't want to wake. I want to wake up nice, fresh, happy for New Year's. Got rushed with the virus, didn't I? I was in bed for days. I couldn't oh, move. <laughs> I know. If I had alcohol, it would have probably killed it off. Why didn't I? See, okay, this this is really offensive, I guess. But years ago, I decided to do the right thing too one day. I don't know. I just thought I'm not going to drink. I'm going to do all my chores. I'm going to blah, blah, blah. Everything went wrong. Like, you know, you hit your head or you take something and you fall downstairs. Like Everything went wrong. And I remember at the end of that day thinking, if I'd just gone to the pub, none of this would have happened. <laughs> And I might be a little less smoke, but <laughs> sometimes you get the wrong karma by trying to do the right thing. I agree, and I don't like that. I don't like it. So, what's <laughs> the moral of the story? Make sure you get just go to the pub. Yeah, go to the second house. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> And housework is dangerous. 
But I mean, I, I mean, I remember Miss I love Miss Champers. I'm a Champers girl for oh, three, but I yes. also like my GMT. I mean, I used to drink Bundy rum. Holy! Oh dear! I oh, harsh now. That hey, hey, I tell you what, men are not men. <clears throat> men plus Bundaberg rum equals chaos. I cannot <laughs> drink dark spirits because when I was sixteen, I drank Jim Beam. And I drank it straight and I was so ill and I've well, never, ever had it since, ever. That was just stupid. <laughs> my poor mother. Here's a shout-out to my mum. Bless her heart. I think I've told this story. but um, So mummy used to go and get us passion pop. Well, I used to, you know, <laughs> mummy, come on. Got a party on. Come on, go, go and get some passion pop. And I always remember this one particular time. Uh, we're in the car, then I think even one person was sitting on someone's lap because there wasn't enough space. But this is going back so many years ago. It was so different back then. And uh, we're all crammed in the car, and mum's like, oh, yeah, four bottles of passion pot, please. <laughs> so obvious. <laughs> and, and then I'm like, no, actually, five, mum, five. And she just looks at me, looks at the guy. The guy looks at me, looks at her, and she goes, five bottles of passion pot, please. And so funny, my poor mother. Sorry, Mummy, for putting you through all that passion pop hell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think passion pop has even changed price after all these years. Well, here's a shout-out for passion pop, I tell you. <laughs> what was your first? See, that's the thing. You sounds like you – see, my thing, my one was also um, – I used to get into bloody, what was it called? West uh, Coast Cooler. Oh, oh, Bacardi, yes. Uh, look, I do like Bacardi. I used to really like a vodka. I liked the white spirits. But the problem with vodka is, especially when you're not an experienced drinker, if you drink it with orange juice or something ridiculous, it can come and whack you on the back of the head, can't it? You can have 20 and not think you're affected and then stand up and you're on the ground. Pretty much, yeah. I love, I can't, yeah, that's too heavy, but vodka, lime and soda, now now you're talking, that is a drink, like, <laughs> well, less calories, you take it, you've got the soda water in there, you know, we're covering all bases. <laughs> when, when I was at uni, we used to have dollar drink nights. Do you remember when drinks were one dollar and you were only allowed four at a time? <laughs> I mean, it's so... Now you're meant to have responsible service of alcohol. At uni, they used to send us, no kidding, on drink-a-pub dry nights. And, you know, it just, they used to call it just get. Drink-a-pub dry night. I, I've never heard of it. <laughs> well, that's it. They just encouraged you to drink copious amounts. And um, it was, yeah, it was encouraged. I mean, you could go out with 50 bucks and get absolutely sloshed back in the day. And come back with 30 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, I'm, I am a fan of a lot of those old British actors who were alcoholics and that, you know, there is a funny side to them and there's a bit when they tell their stories on those old talk shows, I you feel kind of guilty because you know that it was really naughty what they were doing and it's amazing they even lived a long life. Like I'm talking about Richard Harris, you know, the guy who was 
Dumbledore in Harry Potter um, and uh, Peter O'Toole and Richard Burton and Oliver Reed and all those old school Shakespearean actors. They were massive alcoholics. Even Michael Caine said he was drinking two bottles of vodka a day at one stage. Holy shit balls. I think Richard Burton was drinking three bottles of spirits a day. And they said... Yeah, and don't forget about good old Barnsley. He was up there with the oh, old Oh, yes. Yes. And see, you think of what those people put their bodies through. If I did, you know, even half of that as a one-off, I mean, it would be horizontal for days if you even attempted anything like that. Well, you see, I, I'm a bit guilty for that. So I think I've partied for about... 30, 40 people a lifetime. Um, my sister always hated me because she said I've had the, you know, the iron stomach. And she goes, you never get hangovers. I'm like, oh, I get hangovers. I just, I am not one to like to lose a day. So if I feel like shit, I go, bitch, get up. Self, self, you know, done. Um, get out there and lose the day. But I, I can't, like, if I feel really, I, I mean, I have had some horror hangovers. And me too. Must say. The hangovers, it does put me off drinking like I used to because, oh, God, I, I, I don't like no. that feeling. The feel, ones, I feel like shit. I've had hangovers where I feel like if you even move your head, you feel brain cells dying. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> I'm in the rain in a cool bath and just laying in a cool bath going, I'm going to die. <laughs> and then I get an experience on top of that and I'm like, I'm oh. really going to die. <laughs> you were you were being punished for something. Um, I vote that I agree. Swimming, a hangover cure is going for a swim because you're hot, you're hot and bothered and sweaty. Something about jumping into cold water, especially at the beach, it does. It's like it takes off a few of the oh. few of the drinks you had. <laughs> oh, it really does. It really does. Um, what also, about you, the hair of the dog? Are you a hair of the dog kind of girl? Oh, that's a good question. Um, depends how much I've had. And look, I don't know about you. I bet you have done this. Say you've got a big event coming up or you're going somewhere. If I meet up with my friends before the event, like the day before or two days before, we are guilty of jumping the gun and going for it early. Do you ever do that? Uh, no, only because I'm not around. Like if I was around, then yes, definitely. I well, I think um, <coughs> we did that this year. So my sister had her fiftieth, and no, I that's right. Yeah. I flew down a couple of days early, and my other sister flew in from Singapore, and we just I don't know. Well, I do know what got into us. We all hadn't seen each other for ages, so we went out for dinner. We said tonight will just be a quiet night. But of course, we went <laughs> nuts. <laughs> we best night so much, and they're not planned. It was, but we just went for it, and it was suddenly four or five in the morning, and we were like, oh, "Oh no!" And that's it. You ruined the next day. Even by the time her real party came around, I still felt hungover. <laughs> So there's an example. I guess her party was a bit hair of the dog, but I just I couldn't get that energy back of that. You can't that. get into it, can you? You just can't get into it as much no. as you want to. Like, no. Nah. You've already, yeah. 
don't ever do this. Don't ever. This is like pre-warning. Do, do never get drink six bottles of champagne with your mate <laughs> and then get on a plane to Thailand. Oh, my God. Okay. I honestly thought I was going to die. I felt, obviously, you know, dehydrates you. Oh, plane dehydrates you. It is a double um, whammy. It is. And oh, my God. My head, I felt like my head was actually going <laughs> to explode for three hours just even when you don't drink on a plane, you get a ha- headache. You do. Oh, shit, mate. I, never, ever, ever, ever will I do that. Ever. <laughs> I but when I was yeah. young, I could. I could. When I flew to London the first time, I think I drank, because it was free drinks on a plane. So I think I drank pretty much the whole way, sat next to a an English oh. couple, they drank the whole way. I remember, um, you know, back in the day they used to keep serving you. I think airlines have sort of stopped doing that now. I've seen them refuse yeah. drinks. Yeah. But uh, back in the day they kept serving them and the guy next to me ended up spilling booze all over himself. And they kept, oh. but the, the air hostesses were lovely and kept bringing him more. It was like, oh, you know, actually that's what's changed in our life time is this responsible service of alcohol that used to not happen and like mm-hmm. and now I, this is the sad side of it like a friend of mine up in Cairns he's um he works outside and so in the heat in the humidity he'd be working all day he would meet us for a drink at the pub and he would be on his first drink or you know go to order his second drink and because of the heat all day, he might slur his words and they would refuse him a drink and he'd only had one. Oh, I know. Oh, I, yeah, I can imagine. I, I remember going to a pub, I hadn't even drunk, and I did my... <laughs> and I'm like, she had too much to drink, cut her off. I'm like, I haven't even had a drink. <laughs> so you're not allowed to have fun is basically these days. If you have too much fun, you're fucked. But then on the flip side, I know I've had too much. I know when I've had too much and I don't think they should keep serving me and they have. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I mean, look, you used to be just go get your mate of water. I mean, these days, unless you're absolutely completely annihilated, they just go, look, uh, try and keep your friend off uh, alcohol, get some water into them and, yeah, and it's just about looking after each other, isn't it? They say you have a break, don't they? They sometimes, yeah, yeah. They don't send you home necessarily. They just say drink water no, for a minute. Want your money? money. <laughs> 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 Very quickly going back on the plane, I remember my sister. So I'd, I met my sister and mum in Singapore at Singapore Airport, and then we flew to London. And um, of course, Singapore Airlines. Equals Singapore slings, right? <laughs> anyway, I knew it at the back. I I created a party, a Singapore sling party, and I was buying everyone a drink. Well, not really, because they were free. But I'd say, please let me buy you a drink, and they would actually pretty much fall for it. Um, and it was <laughs> hilarious. I had a big party at the back, and I got lost. I was lost. I had a happy, happy flight. It was great. <laughs> Oh, I've got to tell another Cairns story. So Cairns, for some reason, didn't. I I lived there 10 years ago and it didn't have 
responsible service of alcohol. It had happy hours. It had happy hours galore. It had pubs that you could buy a beer for two dollars. You could, and you know, we used to follow the happy hours around town. It was awesome. And um, one friend of mine, Fee, and I once. We were going to the Irish pub because we were like, quick, it's going to be happy hour. But we got there and we thought, oh, no, it's not going to be happy hour for another hour. So we sat there drinking water, waiting, waiting. We went up at, you know, 9 o'clock or whenever it was and happy hour had just finished. So we had <gasps> sat at the pub <laughs> not drinking, waiting like idiots. <laughs> God, just have a water, please. <laughs> <laughs> they, they could have told us. <laughs> but um, I've got one more story. So my brother-in-law's father lived in London back in the 60s and he must have lived, I don't know exactly, he must have lived where all Aussies used to go, which was Earl's Court. And I think um, Richard Harris, you know, the actor, he and the big drinker, he was living there then too. So John, my sister's father-in-law, he worked at the local pub. And Richard Harris used to have these huge parties and, you know, booze it up. And John used to have to deliver the alcohol to the party. So he'd ring up the pub, order a load of booze, John would take it over. Now, I don't know if Australians were more of a novelty in London back then because, you know, there might not have been that many over there. I don't know. But Richard took a real shine to John. And so John would deliver the booze. Richard would take it, bring him in, and then lock the door and not let John go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> and so... John would drink with him and then the pub owner would ring and say, where's Johnny? isn't back. And Richard Harris would say, oh, he left here ages ago. <laughs> so he was, he was a cheeky one. But see, all those boozers, they all seemed to live a long time, didn't they? Like Peter O'Toole yeah, and... You said the guys under the rolling stones. Fuck, I don't know if that's what still going. I mean, yeah. What is with yeah. that? Do you think if you're having a really good time, it lengthens your life somehow? No, I don't think it is. I reckon, I, I reckon you, you're pickled. Like, you, you, you know how, like, you know, <laughs> your body's preserved. You're preserving your body in a weird way with alcohol. I, and look, I'm, not, I'm certainly not going to bring this conversation down, but you've got to, we've got to be realistic about it as well because there is a good, bad, ugly sign. Oh, of alcohol. definitely. Alcohol can, is a number one um factor in breakups i'm just talking about australia here i don't know about other countries but i'm sure it uh, is as well oh yeah uh, violence the you know the no money that you know that alcohol can do some awful things alcohol <coughs> it certainly increases violence it increases how much people gamble it ruins lives People have accidents. Yeah. People drink, drive, and kill each other or kill themselves. It, terrible things happen thanks to alcohol. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it is one of those things. And they're so serious. Like, you know, it is terrible yeah. what alcohol does. And yet, yeah, like I, it's terrible to say this, to go to a wedding with no alcohol was awful. 
Yeah. <laughs> and um, not, not to be flippant about it, I know alcohol has that terrible side. And look, when it has its place, doesn't it? Alcohol does not have a place. Um, unfortunately, Sunday to Monday, every single night. See, this, it's, a, it's hard, isn't it? Because, like, um, so, you know, I've had a partner where he was, you know, he was always, he was always a drinker and um, not a big one, but he was always a drinker. And, but he never went, like, when we were together, he never went to the pub. He wasn't one to go to the pub. And I kind of was like, mm, well, better him being here than at the pub, you know. But unfortunately, that drinking just got, more and more and it's then hard for them to recognise that because they're in it. They don't recognise that they are drinking more and then the more that they, it was like a dog chasing its tail thing. Yeah. The more they drank, um, the more that you'd get annoyed and then you'd piss them off and then that would make them drink uh, or another excuse rather and <coughs> it would just go on and on. And before you know it, you fucking the end of the end of a, another relationship, you know. Well, so, it is a depressant too. So I think that thing of alcohol to have, I'll have a drink to cheer myself up. It actually can yeah, do yeah. the opposite. Absolutely. Well, like it's like what they call gin is they call it mother's ruin because um, all these makes you cry. The yeah, all the mothers that get on the gin and just how? Oh, but you know. Um, yeah, it's a scary thing out there. You gotta look. It's like everything. It's like in moderation. But I think my problem is I'm a. I wouldn't say I'm probably more of a binge drinker where I would drink excessive in one hit. Same here. Don't have See, I'm you know? like that too, and I think that's it. There are addictive people, and I'm, I'm not saying that I could never have a problem because I, I probably could if the situation. Oh, oh. But I've no, never been an addictive person, but I will be excessive every now and then. Yes, I'm like you, yeah. I think. I mean, I, I remember years ago, um, I said, I think you're an alcoholic. And I said, that'd be silly. Alcoholics wake up in the morning and start drinking. But that's not necessarily the case. No, um, and I've heard you can be an alcoholic, yeah, is just drinking every night or every, every night. Yeah. Every day, yeah, yeah, and and it's hard because it's a creeper. It can be a creeper. You know, you'll start off with a glass of wine, yeah, and then next week you'll have two, and then before you know it, you're going through a bottle and a half. Of well, wine. well, don't they say a glass of red a night is actually good for you? But um, awesome. and then and then it's not bad good for you, and then it is good for you, and then you drink coffee. <laughs> and coffee. Well, see, mm. this was the other thing. So when I had children and I, I couldn't uh I guess back in the day I could probably drink a whole bottle of wine to myself but because I was breastfeeding because I couldn't really have more than one I found it such a waste to buy a bottle of wine and just have one glass and throw the rest away so I, I found that a real I think I ended up buying a cask of red wine so I could have one glass at a time <laughs> One cast a night. Oh, God. Lucia Alexia. Oh, God. Oh, oh yes. That that's, mm. that reminds me of our old housemates in Sydney. Oh, God, yes. Foodie Lexia well, with ice. I was given in a plastic cup, uh, 
cup of fruit Alexia and that's how it started. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I've, I've done my dash with white wine. I, I can't really go back to white wine. I've had um, quite a big night on that. I will drink champagne, I'll drink beer, I'll drink cider, but I pretty much leave, I'll have a glass of red wine, I, I leave everything else alone pretty much. Well, if I was to go out, champers, definitely, gin and tonic, definitely, salsa, they might be my mix, a uh, shot of black sambuca, um, and then if I really want to turn things up, I'll throw in a few bundies as well. Wow. And so listen, Sarah Cream, if someone said you've got to go next year without one drink, without a snifter, what would you say? Well, as long as you give me some money for it and, uh, yeah, no worries. <laughs> I think I could do it. No worries. Like, um, I, I think I sometimes go months without a drink naturally anyway. But yeah. I, I would make any occasion you went to a bit boring, I think. Well, yes, yeah, I can see that. You know, you know, going out, different, you know, getting on the booze, and mm. it's funny, isn't it, alcohol? How it just turns you like that instant, like you just have that one sip, and it all, all, all automatically, you just like you can feel the effects. And you again? Is that just me? No, you feel. I always need to go to the toilet. It relaxes me that much. I need to go to the toilet. <laughs> I like a drink to relax at the end of the week and I like celebrating. But as we've said, when you're a mum, you're, you're often busy, so you can't just be partying. <laughs> no, no, you certainly can't. Yeah. And then having to pick up the kids at that particular time and, yeah. Yes. Many, many, I'll say many. There's been a few times where I'm like, ah, oh, you know, you Go and have lunch with your mate, and they're like, oh, I just want a glass of wine. And then you go for like the second, and I'm like, No, as much as I want to do this, see, that's the problem. You just want to go, oh, I want to get into it then. That's why I don't have that one glass at lunchtime because I will keep fucking going. Once I get it, I'll be like, This feels good. I'm good now. I'll tell you what, I cannot do to kill her. Oh. I, I have had the big nights and tequila. You know what I enjoyed in the day but I can't do anymore is Red Bull with a vodka. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you're so sorry. It's not that it makes me sick and look, oh, now I probably will have one again. But it's the palpitations. It's the, um, oh, yes. my goodness. Like, it, Red Bull affects me. Champagne and Red Bull. Oh, my goodness. Have you had that? Shambles. Oh, my God, no. Yeah, that. <laughs> now you're going to go for it. That messes you up. <laughs> no, I've never had champagne. I've only had vodka and Red Bull. Well, I would only I've mix it. I would only mix it with right. cheap champagne. Don't ruin French champagne with it anymore. <laughs> oh, no, 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 Mary or anything. Um, I tell you what, I because uh, I used to love red wine, like a really good red wine. I, I like red. Yeah, deep red wine. You know, and it's funny. You watch uh, every time I watch a movie, like an American movie, and they pour red wine. I'm like, that's not red wine. It's fucking cordial. You know, <laughs> I like. 
red wine where you can't see through. That's, mm, I love that. Anyway, yeah. after having a year, oh my God, I could not drink red wine. I All my air holes would just close up. I oh. Near red wine. And it's, oh, how rude. Hang on. I think there's a type that is less. Is it Merlot? Have you tried Merlot? No, I can't even have second rosé. Like, it kills me. Literally, it just closes my air holes. If I'm sitting next to someone, I have to literally move because I can't breathe. Oh, you I've poor thing. Canon, I've tried the organic. I've tried this, that, blah, blah, blah. No, none of it. Cause so some... she's lucky it wasn't in pain, I tell you. You can't have – I've heard that Shiraz is a no-go and all that, but Merlot is okay if you've got that allergy to it. Try Merlot. Mm-hmm. Or have you I've already... tried it all. Oh, you've done it. Okay. Oh, you never thought I have. You're lucky. Bloody hell, I've tried everything. Like I said, the organic, but uh, yeah. I like a red, red, but I can't drink red wine in summer. And as you know, Brisbane oh, – heavy. Yeah, heavy. It, yeah, I love it in winter. I love it when you're cold and it warms you up, but I can't drink it in the mid-summer of Brisbane. Why not? Come on. <laughs> it's like blood. It's like blood. Stop it. <laughs> it really is. Um, no, look, at the end of the day, alcohol, look, it is fun, and especially, look, at weddings it can get um, – you know what the thing is with some people, like, like I've, I've got a few friends, like, they just have to have this ex, that one extra fucking alcoholic drink, and they're, you know, it just, it just hits them. So you've got to get them just before that moment. But, you know, and I knew this guy, well, you know, this guy, and he's the same. He can have, like, five beers, and he'll have that sixth one, and that's it. He's over like, the oh, edge. Asshole, I coming, you know, yeah. And you've got a fuck with, basically. And uh, I think that's it. Like, when, when you've got alcohol, if you're a happy drunk, uh, I, I'm a happy drunk. It's because you're, you know, you're happy with things and how it's going. But if you've got a lot of anger already stored in you and then you have alcohol on top of that, you're only going to fuel it. You're just fueling your anger. It's um, funny because alcohol doesn't ever make me feel like fighting or violent or anything. No, and, and it's like surely... Um, Alcohol is responsible for a lot of babies being born. It's responsible for a lot of couples getting together. But then, yeah, for it to be responsible for murder and all the other violence, it's crazy. Yeah, and this uh, and the excuse of, oh, I'm so pissed. Like, okay, I mean, have you ever been, uh, I don't know, I guess I have been pretty sloshed in my time, but um, just on alcohol where you just don't remember it, like where it blacks you out? Have you ever had that? Um, yes. On the odd occasion. I mean, there's a, obviously a, few, a couple of things that, you know, I don't remember, but it is funny, like, the next day when you're piecing it together and you're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, did I, did you, did I do what? That's horrible. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember getting my uh, drink spiked in Sydney, uh, we were all going to this absolutely flash where I was working. We went to this beautiful flash place for dinner, and I didn't know the guy who spiked my drink too because I left there and I was I was off my trolley and um, ended up in a fountain. This is I remember that night. Yeah, my bloody drink got 
but that was not alcohol. That was, I could handle my booze. Like, I can put a fair bit of booze back and uh, I'd only had like three drinks, if that, if that. And, uh, yeah, bloody hell, bloody got my drink spike. So be careful, folks. But, yeah, never leave your drinks unattended. For sure. And, look, I've also, and I think we've all done this when we're young, think you can handle a double or think you can, like I just, all my drinking mistakes really, or a lot of them, are from when I was quite young. And I'm not saying I haven't done stupid things older, but most of them happened when I was first learning to drink. Oh, yeah, you've got to know your, your bound, well, know how much your body can handle, if any. But that's the but, thing. You know, it's making it great. And also that post-mix shit, man, that fucking screws you up as well, I reckon. That's why I like beer because it is only 5%. And when I moved to London, they have all those really strong beers that are like 6 or 6.5%. And I didn't last long drinking them because, you know, you get served pints anyway and you're keeping up in a round. I ended up drinking Foster's in London because it was only 4%. <laughs> Uh, well, I couldn't. What did the Brits used to do? They, they, I think they, they call it a snake bite or something, is it? Uh, oh, beer, yeah. Water, and and grenadine or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gross. But I've drunk it. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, in Cairns, yeah. 10 years ago, you could buy a jug of cider or a jug of beer for $7. And I think you were oh, only yeah. allowed to buy two at a time or. Maybe four. <laughs> we used to, during happy hour, we always had a table full of beers and cider. And by accident, you'd end up having snake bites because you'd just grab whatever jug was there. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's Sarah Cream. I think alcohol is one of those huge, huge topics where there's so many stories. Like. Um, your own personal stories, but then you hear some amazing drinking stories from other people. So I can imagine us one day doing an alcohol part two. Oh, I think we should. I I take I don't know how they do it. I I I, I just don't. You know, like when you're stealth and people can just open the back of their throat and just see. <laughs> yeah. I'm not the the golfer kind of gal. And <laughs> those people who do the beer bongs, how the fuck? I don't know how they do that. I think they um, they are full of regret after. <laughs> <laughs> and, and air. Yeah, regret and air. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, look, I, I love big nights. I love reminiscing and laughing, but I, I'm with you. I'm so anti-hangover. I don't want to have one. I don't want to have a hangover. And, uh, the trick what I do that really does help when you get home, hey, Vegemite on toast, always. Oh, yes. Neck up tea, followed by Panadol and a Nurofen. Yeah, if you can get some water or food in before you go to bed, it is handy, isn't it? That, oh, my God, that, because even a couple of weeks ago, I went to good old Bridgetown. That was fun as. And like you said, I mean, our big night was meant to be the Saturday night. We got it on on the Friday night, as you do. (laughs) Nine bottles of champagne. We went to the two of us went to at least three or four of them before they even got there. Put it wow. that way. So I, I woke up with the most screaming head, like I'm just going, 
thank God I bought my Panadol. And I just popped like three of them, went back to sleep, drank copious amounts of water and woke up okay. Um, but, oh, Jesus. It, it, so there you go. That's the, that's what, the magic I can tell you is when you get home after a good night, eat, drink water, have a cup of tea or something, Panadol, yes. water, bed and sleep. There's yes. another thing that I've found is that um, even if I haven't had a, a, a big drinking session, and I've had a few drinks but not a huge one, is the lack of sleep to make you fucking Yes. And when I was younger, I used to be able to sleep, but now for some reason I'm wide awake and I don't, I don't know what it is, something keeps me awake to suffer the hangover. <laughs> oh, there's nothing good unless you're having a drink during the day. And then you stop for a bit and then you have a hangover. Oh, oh. in the evening, yes, that happens. Oh. Oh. Or oh. even, yeah, you sort of go to bed early and wake up in the middle of the night with a hangover. Yes, horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's no, definitely um, alcohol should definitely be served at weddings. Um, because, <laughs> uh, yes, they just should be. Um Unfortunately, though, it can get messy and good old Dave and John and Doug uh, end up in a 50. Oh. Fifth point, that means. Fifth point. <laughs> Glad you clarified that. Look, at fun as talking to you about the alcohol. Uh, another thing with alcohol, my person, I'll just very quickly before we go. Because this is interesting. So you and I both have um, our different personalities that shine through when we drink. So when I drink, I I can't help myself but talk Irish in an Irish <laughs> accent. Or think, think, think. I cannot help myself. You've been reincarnated. I get reincarnated into an Irish woman and a significant woman. <laughs> that is classic. And all my accents come out, all my little personalities, and that's funny. And you... You have a boy. Oh, I have an alter ego. Yes, called Jeremy. (laughs) Well, actually, Jeremy wasn't born of being um, having a few drinks. I used to be Jeremy to annoy my little brother. So I used to be, "Hi, I'm Jeremy. Want to go kick the footy?" And he used to hate it. Um, He still, he probably still hates it. But when I was in Cairns, again, I yeah, Jeremy made another appearance. And so pretty, pretty much just have to wear a baseball cap backwards and I'm Jeremy and I'm a bit of a, a sexist. <laughs> I um, like picking up chicks. I like drinking heavily and smoking and, yeah, partying. Scratching your bollocks. <laughs> I like, uh, yeah. I um, know um, if she's fed red, uh, white wine, she's like, don't ever give me white wine because her alter ego comes through. A guy figure as well, and she is a maniac. <laughs> I wonder why we all have these characters. Interesting, isn't it? Hidden, hidden within. The hidden within, that's right, comes out with a bit of. Uh, Booze. A little bit of tension. <laughs> hey, but if you've got any fun booze stories, we'd love to hear them. Or uh, your cure for hangovers, love to hear them. Oh, yeah. Love to hear that one. Uh, but it's, um, yes, always, it's been a laugh
as always, learn a few things, FJ, along the way. Yes, Sarah Cream, I am looking forward to having our next tink together. Oh, I can't wait to have a big drink with you. I know we're going to get sloshed. <laughs> and hope, hopefully soon. No, we will not do a podcast in the slush. Imagine. No, I, I think we definitely really should. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe we listen to it while we're sober before we put it. <laughs> oh, and just on a very quick note, probably no one noticed, but um, you might have noticed last week I just disappeared. Uh, apologies for that. Um, yes, yeah, just. I just, think I just, actually, Sarah, um, I think that was a couple of weeks ago. Oh, well, there you go. See, I'm still a bit dazed and confused. <laughs> But um, we do want to thank our listeners. We're definitely getting up there with listens. Um, but we'd also love to know what you'd like us to to have a chit chat about. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Yes, because we want to entertain you. We don't want to be boring. No, no definitely don't want to Heaven be boring. Heaven forbid. Heaven forbid. And Sarah Cream, you are sounding quite chirpy. So I'm glad you're recovering from your operation. And as yes. as always, it's lovely to chat to you. Oh, lovely to chat to you, SJ. Don't forget, folks, you can find us on Twitter, Apple. Uh, you can find us on CastBox, Spotify, and, of course, Facey. Follow us on uh, Twitter and Facebook with The Wedge with Sarah Green. And Sweet Jennifer. Yes. So um, it's good evening from me. Well, it's good afternoon from me. Toodaloo, <laughs> <laughs> Sarah. We'll speak soon. Till then. Cheers. Bye. Bye.